Welcome to Cat Talk Radio with your host, Molly DeVos. Molly is a cat expert and certified feline training and behavior specialist. With her expertise and her guests, you'll learn how to interpret and control behavior issues with your cat, how to entertain and converse with them, and keep up on the latest feline news around the world. Now, here is Molly DeVos. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Cat Talk Radio. I'm your host, Molly DeVos, and I'm joined today by a very special guest. I'm really excited about this podcast. Today, I have Justin Crow with us. He's the founder and CEO of Parting Stones, and this is one of the coolest products I think I've ever seen, and I I saw it in the Santa Fe Animal Shelter. I, I was in there picking up a trap, actually, to 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 TNR a cat in our neighborhood, and uh, and I saw this this counter display, a picture of these beautiful white stones, and it said, you know, this is an alternative to cremation, and I was just so intrigued by it because you know my home is very contemporary, and these beautiful white smooth stones, I thought, oh my gosh, that would just go so much better in, in my home than the little cedar boxes of, all lined up I have of the cats over the years. And so I wanted to interview Justin and have him tell us about this and, and what it is. So Justin, welcome to Cat Talk Radio and, and say, say hi to everybody and start off by telling us what these parting stones are. Uh, cool. Th- thanks so much, Molly. Hi, everyone. I'm I'm so glad you guys uh, were interested in having us on to um, talk about our technology. Um, so yeah, so you saw Solidified Remains in the Animal Shelter. They've been such a great partner of ours and uh, one of our actually first partners in offering this alternative to ashes. Uh, and so what this is, is uh, an alternative to receiving cremated remains following cremation. So Typically, you um, go and you receive uh, the, uh, sometimes it's a tin, sometimes it's a cedar box of ash, and you take it home, and it often will be on a a mantle or in a closet or wherever, however you prefer to interact with that. But with solidified remains and with our service, we can actually take those cremated remains, send them through our process, um, and we essentially compress that material into these solids. Um, and the solids very much resemble stones and they're clean and they're beautiful and they're nice to touch and hold uh, and interact with. And they just provide a, 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 re- a really um, kind of tactile and, and very meaningful and close experience with those remains, something that ashes haven't uh, allowed for in an, in an easy way in the past. Yeah, yeah, and they, and they. It, well, first, uh, let's make it clear. Now, do people, do you only sell through veterinarians, or people can people can buy these directly? But you don't want them sending you their dead cat they've had in the freezer for a week, right? <laughs> you no, you just want no, the ashes you. they've already paid for, right? <laughs> Correct. <laughs> okay. So yeah, this is like we we don't do the cremation. We. Uh, we work with we work direct with families as well as with animal shelters and veterinarians to get those ashes sent to our lab uh, here in Santa Fe after the cremation. And our goal is really that you know these when people choose this form of remains, they don't actually ever see the ashes. That's kind of our ideal uh, uh, positioning because this is really a new form of remains, um, not not a product or a keepsake. Is, is kind of how we look at it. Yeah. 
And now the stones are, like we said, they're very, they're very smooth. Are they, are they chalky? I mean, does like when you hold them, do you get dust on yourself or anything? Yeah, that's so, so interesting. They're, they're not, they're very much like normal rocks. Uh, they have the consistency of like a ceramic material, almost like a coffee mug type material. They're very hard. They will not scratch with your fingernail. They're not chalky. They will not dissolve in water. Uh, they will outlast us on this planet. Huh. So you could use them in your flower vase, in the bottom of your flower vase? <laughs> Absolutely. You definitely can. Yeah, we've had a lot of people say they, they put them in uh, Zen gardens or in succulent uh, gardens. Oh, that's This is a great. way to like live in a really kind of sweet way with these, with these memories and these remains. Yeah, and are so I guess they're weatherproof. You could put them outside. Yep. Uh, yeah, we have a lot of families who. One of the most common things is people telling us that they go to rivers and put them in rivers uh, and leave them on hikes that were meaningful to the animals and the people. Um, yeah, yeah. There's a lot of different ways to interact with these. And do they? Do you have to worry about staining? Like, let's say you spill a glass of wine on fluffy, <laughs> fluffy stones. Are they? Is the? Are they going to stain? Are they porous like that? Yeah, they they are a bit porous. Um, they can take on some stains, like a grass stain, or um, one of our one of the people we worked with wanted to put them in a fountain and was concerned about algae growing on them. You know, and and for me, I kind of see. I kind of see these as, as a natural thing and I kind of really celebrate, you know, the algae or the stains or the, how you're interacting with them. They're kind of kind of collecting these memories and collect, you know, they continue to collect these memories as, as objects. So I really like that aspect. Uh, some people like to keep them very pristine and clean. And I, I like that too. Mm-hmm. How, so how big are these, are these stones and, and for everybody listening, um, if you you know if you want a visual if you're sitting in front of your computer or on your phone while you're listening to this, go to stones.cattalkradio.com and and you can see a visual of these. But they look like they look like white river rocks. So how big are they actually? A cat, like let's say you get a cat, how many stones are there, and how big are they when you get your cat back? Yeah. So we. Our process returns uh, kind of a variety of sizes ranging from thumbnail size up to palm size. Um, cats, obviously, are some of the smallest animals that we uh, process. And they'll usually be maybe one or two larger uh, solids and then some very small, like, thumbnail-sized ones as well. Maybe a total between five and seven, although, you know, all animals range in size pretty drastically. Um, but one, one, one thing to keep in mind is that if we receive three cups of ashes at our lab, we'll return three cups of solidified remains. We add very little and lose very little during the process. So it's almost the exact amount of material. Um, but this form of remains is just in a solid form instead of a granular form. Mm. And, and are they all white? Ooh, that's such a good question. So one of the most interesting things that we've discovered while developing this technology is that while all cremated remains are more or less the same color and texture, all solidified remains are different. Uh, so 
So both animals and people can come out slightly different hues. So maybe 50% will come out very white, uh, like you see in the, a lot of those images on the website and on your website. Um, 45% will come out of hue of blue or green color, which is really subtle. And then 5% of the time we get these radical variations in animals and humans that are, we've seen things like kind of a honey yellow or a lavender or even like a dark kind of chocolate brown or a, uh, like a deep kind of jade color. Uh, it's really interesting and it's totally natural to those remains. Uh, and we're, we haven't totally figured out why it happens, but it's become, it's, it's created this really interesting experience where when people receive the remains, it feels like opening a present, mm-hmm. which you know, it's something that is, I've never heard of that experience when you receive cremated remains back. Um, and we even had one family tell us it was, it was the remains of her father. And she wrote us a letter uh, and described this remains reveal party, uh, like as if you would have a gender reveal party, except they, <laughs> except they invited the whole family over. They poured champagne and they all opened the box together and got to reveal the color and texture of those solidified remains. And everybody got to take home the ones that they liked best. It was a really special, you know, experience to, to be shared with us. That's very cool. And so yeah. in addition to obviously people and and cats, what other species like would do you solidify horses? I'm assuming dogs, but is there is there any species you don't solidify? Um no, I mean we're kind of amassing this small kind of exotic collection of or not, I mean, not, we don't keep them, but we've done a lot of different animals, right? So we do cats. We've done even a goldfish, um, <laughs> which was really tiny and cute and like this tiny little, tiny little solid stone. And uh, we've done birds. Um, we've done a horse, which was just a, a massive amount of, of remains, but that was really special to, to that man and how... You know, he left the stones all over his farm, you know, where in, in places that was special to him. So he, he has a reminder of that horse, you know, wherever he is on his property. Um, yeah, yeah. What else have we done? But those, those are the ones that come to mind uh, right now. Yeah. And, and can you can you specify, like, like you said, when you had a goldfish, you ended up with one little stone or a bunch of teeny stones. Like if I said, um, here's Tabasco, my cat, I'd like to just have one stone rather than multiple stones. Can you specify any of that? Um, not really. We, you know, this is the result of a process, kind of like cremation is the result of a process. And we don't have a, we don't have a ton of control over what comes out of that. And so, you know, the best we can say is if you send a cup of ash, you'll receive, you know, three to five solids back. Um, But we don't do kind of, we can't do any like specific numbers or specific shapes or specific sizes. Um, This is because this is really a a form of remains and not a product. Um, And yeah, that's kind of where we're at with that right now. So it's not like you're, adding water and clay and pouring them into molds these shapes are something that happen naturally um it's kind of a combination of mold forming and hand forming but even with that the material 
it it varies and it changes in the firing because uh, one of the steps that we do is we'll fire it uh, in a kiln, kind of like ceramics, um, and it will change shape and size in that firing. So it's it just the material and the process don't allow us to have a lot of control, um, although we do we do have some control. Mm-hmm. And this is a let's talk about how you developed this. This is a patented process that you that you developed, right? Yeah. So we have a pat- patent pending in this technology, um, and I'll tell you this. I guess the story of how, how this was how this came about. Um, I come from a background in product design uh, and specifically ceramics, and you know the death care space is not where I thought my career was going to go. Uh, <laughs> but I had. This experience uh, about four years ago when my grandfather died, and he was somebody really important to me. Uh, he was, yeah, he was also an entrepreneur. And when he, and this is the first major death in my life, and when he died, I, talk, I started talking to people around me about their experience with loss. And I talked to people who, who had lost people, people who had lost pets, and I kept hearing the same thing from universally from everyone I talked to, and that was that they would talk really passionately about, about these people and these pets. And then almost in the same sentence, they'd say, you know, this is one of my most treasured possessions. And then they tell me that they were keeping them in a closet, a basement or garage. And this, after I heard this story so many times, it just started to seem really tragic that, that we, something that was so important to us, we were keeping hidden out of sight, something we couldn't interact with, something we couldn't touch, something we were almost embarrassed to have out when people came over. And this, I, at that time, at the time, it was kind of this crazy idea, but I thought like, what if we didn't have to receive ashes? What if we could receive a different form of, of, uh, of animal and human remains? And mm-hmm. at that time, we applied for a grant to work with Los Alamos National Laboratory here in New Mexico. Uh, which we were really fortunate to receive. And we worked uh, with a a specific scientist up there who typically works on nuclear submarines and uh, (laughs) as a material scientist. And he took six months of his life to help us develop a new form of human and animal remains. And uh, after about six months of testing, we had this proof of concept that, yes, we can return a solid form of remains to families. And that was about two years ago now. And, um, that we, that we got those first results and we actually just launched in October of 2019. And the way the process works is we will receive the cremated remains, the granular cremated remains to our lab. Uh, the first step is to refine those granular remains into a very fine powder. So we refine them into the powder. We add a small amount of glass, which essentially acts as a binder and kind of turn them into a clay-like material. And we have a process that that shapes the solids from there. And we then take those solids, we put them into a a furnace or a kiln that kind of looks like a ceramic kiln. And we heat them up hotter than that original uh, temperature of the original cremation. This is where the solidification takes place, uh, where the solids get their hardness Mm -hmm. and their permanence. Uh, And then we take them out of the furnace. We uh, polish them using kind of a rock polishing process. uh, And we bathe them and clean them and package them up uh, and return them to the family. Well, it's just, it's so, it's such a great, 
Great, great process. And it's cool to think about, you know, you can you can walk around with your loved one in your pocket, you know, that that's that's awesome. That's awesome. And how long does it take to get so someone sent you their cremated remains? How long is it going to take to get those stones back? Yeah, it it varies based on the amount of orders we have. We're we're going through a moment right now where we have a, a lot of orders. So our lead time is about six weeks. Uh, at the moment, but when uh, when a person uh, places the order on our website, there's a screen in that process that will always tell them the accurate lead time uh, for how long it's going to take. That's great. Well, it sounds like we need to get you some investors lined up so we can help get you yeah. this to the next level. <laughs> I would love that. <laughs> <laughs> What's the coolest cat solidified remains story you have? Oh. Yeah, this was um, maybe about a month ago, and this was, again, a a letter that we received from the family kind of after the fact uh, or after the process. And in the letter, she described this cat that was, uh, it didn't belong to anyone. It was a neighborhood cat that everyone uh, in the neighborhood took care of, and it would kind of go around from house to house, uh, you know, as sometimes cats do. And... Um, when it died, the neighborhood decided that they wanted to have the remains solidified so that everybody could have one of the solids from that, from the cat. And so we did the process and we returned about eight solids to that, to that family. And then they distributed it to everyone in the neighborhood. Uh, and we thought that was a really sweet story. That's great. That's great. I know a lot of our listeners support our community cats and that's a, that's a wonderful wonderful gift to the community that's that's great yeah i'm 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 probably going to be sending you tabasco soon my beloved Aww. tabasco and it'll be interesting to see if he comes back as red as he was in life <laughs> <laughs> yeah well it would be a pleasure to work with you molly yeah <laughs> share some more stories with us about people you know some of the touching stories that you've received of people who have sent you their their loved ones, either two or four legged. Yeah, so um, I would say most of our business is uh, people right now. We're partnered with about 200 funeral homes in the United States who are offering this uh, as an alternative uh, to cremated remains. And another story that comes to mind. Um, is one of a family that was in, I believe, Phoenix, Arizona. And I remember specifically this, this letter because it really kind of touched on um, one of our, you know, our mission, which was to get, which was to keep the ashes out of the closet. Um, You know, and this letter said essentially like we were given the option of cremated remains or solidified remains uh, at the funeral home. cremated remains, your cremation remains were not something I ever thought I would want to keep in my life. Uh, but the solidified remains are different. And she went on to talk about how meaningful it has been to actually be able to interact with these remains. She talked about uh, traveling to Alaska and um, uh, leaving the stones in a river behind her son's house uh, where, he, where he lived. And she talked about hiking up um, a mountain in Arizona and leaving the stones around where her son used to camp. And she talked about giving the stones to uh, the people who were close to him and how she keeps some as well. 
And it was just a really, just such a tragic but touching story to get. And one of the, one of the most, I don't know, one of the most touching and kind of concise, accurate ways that we've had a family describe what we do, because it's not an easy thing to describe, right? This isn't like, this isn't making any, this isn't like solving any grief problem, right? This is just Mm -hmm. making it a little less, a little less horrible than it is. And I've had trouble finding words to describe. to describe that, you know, in, in offering this option. But one family, um, they con- she contacted us and said, uh, thank you so much for filling a small, small part of a large hole in my heart. Mm-hmm. And that for me, like that has been the best way to describe what living and in, in interacting with this form of remains does um, for families. Yeah. Are you still able to find time in your life to do your passion in ceramics or is this become your soul, your soul focus? Um, this is my soul focus. You know, I've had an interesting path. Uh, I, to kind of sum it up, you know, when I was very young, I did a lot of pottery and I would, I remember just spending hours and hours doing pottery and then I would go sell it at these art shows. And I was this like cute 13 year old, kids selling pottery at these art shows and so I I thought I wanted a career in ceramics I went to art school and when I got to art school and they were it was very much about like concept and design and user experience all all of those things I also love but it's very much not about business and it was at that time I I realized that I really liked selling the pots almost more than I liked (laughs) making the pots Um, and so you know my creativity kind of goes beyond just ceramics. And I, I really love building businesses. Um, I've loved building this business in Santa Fe. We now have nine employees. Uh, we're growing pretty quickly in the Santa Fe community, even, um, even with the, you know, pandemic and recession that we're in, which we're really, uh, which we feel really fortunate for. So, um, I don't get as much time to do ceramics, but I am equally, if not more, satisfied with my life yeah, uh, than so, I was when I was an artist. It sounds like you're an entrepreneur at heart. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I, that's, that's fair to say. Uh, that's great. Anything else everybody ought to know about parting stones before we part? <laughs> <laughs> um, I don't think so. I think we kind of hit on, on all the really... Uh, important and interesting parts. I mean, our mission is to empower families in their grief through a form of remains they can touch and hold. This is the first ever alternative to cremated remains. And we're the only company in the world offering this. Um, And honestly, you know, Cat Talk Radio and you, Molly, I'm so glad you reached out. You know, we're a young company and this is a young technology. There, There haven't been many press coverages of this uh, outside of Santa Fe. And so I'm really excited uh, to kind of expose this to the, the cat community. So thank you so much uh, for having me on today. Well, and thank you. And, and, and to our listeners, um, Justin's been kind enough to set us up as an affiliate partner. So every order that you place through Parting Stone 
they will make a donation to Cat Behavior Solutions. So go to our website, stones.cattalkradio.com, and look at them. And uh, there's links there that'll take you to Justin's site, and you can see the process. And there's a cool animation on the site and several videos that talk about it. And um, and check it out. And if you place an order, he'll make a donation to Cat Behavior Solutions, and it doesn't cost you any more. So we appreciate your support as well. And thank you for being here with us today. Great. Thank you so much, Molly. And we'd love to hear if anyone uh, places an order for Solidified Remains, we'd love to hear the stories about the animals in your life. And we actually share those at all of our staff meetings. It's become a really kind of sweet part of our week is uh, sharing everyone's, all of our customers' stories. So um, thank you so much for having me on, Molly. Yeah, that's awesome. And while you're on our website looking at Justin's beautiful stones, that didn't sound right at all. (laughs) 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 But while you're there, (laughs) we dig myself out of that hole. (laughs) Check out our blog and (laughs) the other things on our blog and listen to some of our other podcasts. You can also follow us on Instagram and like us on Facebook and just uh, join in and, and get all this great cat information because as long as shelter euthanasia is the number one cause of death in cats, we're going to be here bringing behavior information and, and help to you so you can take better care of your cats and all of you can live longer, happier lives. So until next time, keep calm and purr on. Thanks for tuning in to Cat Talk Radio. Please join your host, Molly DeVos, for another episode of the program on the Voice America Variety Channel. Now, go make a connection with your feline friend. You can be a cat lifesaver by helping to keep us on the air. In the U.S., about 10 cats per hour are euthanized in shelters due to behavior issues. Through this educational radio show, behavior consultations, seminars, and articles, Cat Behavior Solutions intercepts cat behavior problems in the home, reducing the number of cats who are surrendered to shelters. Make a donation at catbehaviorsolutions.com. That's catbehaviorsolutions.com. Looking for products that address specific cat behavior issues? On our website, cattalkradio.com, you'll find things that will create enrichment in the environment for your cat. Toys that will reduce boredom, the world's best and safest nail clippers, and much more. All proceeds support our mission, reducing the number of cats surrendered to shelters. Stop by the site and pick up a few tips and tidbits for your cat today. Visit cattalkradio.com and look for The Behavior Shop.